please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? Good. I'm glad. I hope you feel better than you did last week. Hey, I want to remind you before we start, An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. When you get a minute, go over there, check us out. I'm sure you'd be glad you did. Another thing, you want to get in touch with me? You can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. If you want to get in touch with the higher-ups and complain about me, or you know, something you want to say about the podcast, you can write to admin at famousapple.com. I'm sure they'll be glad to hear from you as well. So how you doing? How's everything going this week? You're going to your doctors, you're doing everything the doctors are telling you to, everything the therapists are telling you to. That's good. You ready for the springtime? The weather's been great out there. No snow. No snow in two weeks. That's unbelievable. I'll take that. I will take that. It was even here in my neck of the woods. Last week, it got up to 70 degrees. Can you believe that? 70 degrees. It was 39 the next day. But it got that one day up to 70 degrees. It was great. We got a good one for you today. A really good one. Have you ever woke up in the morning and you're dizzy? You, you, you feel nauseous? You think the room is spinning? Uh, you're just not steady on your feet? Well, we got a study from Medical News Today about that. And you'll be surprised what it might be and the causes for it. And that it might not be as serious as you think it is. Or in some cases, it just might be. Also, I got something here for you guys. Well, if you're listening to me right now, you're definitely into computers and phones and what have you. I got something that has something to do with malware on your Android devices. So you you might want to give a listen to that. But before we start, I want to talk to you about a member of our community that's been writing me now for the last two weeks. And this is about an accident that he had almost three years ago. It's like two and a half years ago. And he was in an accident. And unfortunately, a member of his family died in the accident. Another another family member was seriously, seriously, seriously hurt, as well as himself being seriously hurt. And it wasn't his fault. I know everyone says the accident wasn't my fault, but in this case, it actually wasn't. It was somebody that came out of nowhere and T-boned them. And In the accident, he broke his back, and he lost eyesight in one eye, and a whole multitude of problems, and as well, as well, as he ended up losing his right leg below the knee, his right foot. Anyhow, uh, because of the accident, he's been left in a wheelchair, and like I said, he also had to deal with the fact that a family member, a very dear family member, died in the accident, and the other family member is hospitalized for life for the rest of their life they're a vegetable and he was brought up in a home where boys were boys and girls were girls 
and girls were allowed to show their emotions and boys weren't. I'm roundabout age, he's in his early mid early to mid fifties and he just can't deal with it. It's been something now for three years. He's been trying to deal with it. He's held his emotions in and it's just getting to him. He's been to see a you know, psychiatrist and he's seen therapists and they're treating it for depression even though he says that he's been hiding it pretty well, but it's eating him up inside. And now he's writing me saying, what do I think if he cries? And I I was blown away by this. He says he's never cried since it all happened. He didn't cry. He didn't cry at the, the, when he found out that the person died. He was in the hospital, so he never went to the funeral. He didn't know that the other person was in a comatose state until four months after he came out of the hospital. And it's just, I can't wrap my mind around everything that this fellow has been telling me. But he wants to know if it's okay if he cries now. And I'm thinking to myself, how sad is that? You know, I'm older than he is. And I know when I had my accident, I was kind of brought up in the same type of era, maybe a little bit, you know, maybe different because I'm older, but the same type of household where boys weren't allowed to show their emotions and girls had free reign. They could, you know, whatever. They could cry at the drop of a hat. And uh, I know what it's like to hold it in, to hold that, that feeling in. And that could eat you up inside. That could cause ulcers. That can, that can kill you to hold that all that in. And now he wants to know if he can cry. You know, early on in the podcast last year, we talked about the different emotions you go through when you lose something. And a, becoming disabled is a big loss. It's a big loss. And you go through all those steps of emotions. And crying, sadness is one of them. And you have to let yourself go through that. Otherwise, you can't move on. Because there's others, there's other steps you have to go through. There's anger, there's loss, there's pity, there's, it's all, it's all a range of emotions. You have to be able to experience those emotions in order to move on. I can only imagine the nightmares this fellow goes through. He told me he has nightmares of it on a regular basis. You have to let yourself experience it. Now, I'm not saying that you should live crying about this for the rest of your life. No, I'm not. But you have to let it out. You do have to let yourself experience it, and you can't feel bad about it. You can't worry about what other people are going to think. You know what? People think you're crazy when you don't. People think you're crazy when you don't show emotion. You have to let your emotions out because no matter what, when you become disabled, when you become disabled, especially like this, you're suffering such a huge loss. And there's so much on this fella's head that isn't his fault. He didn't go out that day and say that he wants somebody in his... He didn't want his family member to die. He didn't want the other family member to be hurt beyond repair. He didn't want to end up hurt beyond repair. I'm sure the person that hit him didn't go out that morning and say, I'm going to aim my truck for this guy. It happened. It's an accident. And you have to allow yourself. You have to forgive. Give yourself. Even though you did nothing wrong, you have to forgive yourself and allow yourself to live. And you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to live until you allow yourself to accept what's happened to you. And you're never gonna be able to accept what happened to you until you let your emotions come out. Now I'm not saying live this way for the rest of your life. I'm not saying cry for the rest of your life. I'm saying cry, get it out, be mad, be angry. 
be sad, be scared, run through all the emotions, and then start to pick up your life and start to move on. You're allowed to move on. Somebody died, that's terrible, but you didn't kill them. You didn't aim to kill them. You didn't aim to put yourself in a wheelchair. You didn't aim to make somebody spend the rest of their life in a hospital. The person that hit you didn't aim for that to happen. That's why the word accident. It doesn't make things any better. Trust me. It doesn't make you feel any better. It was an accident. But mentally, you have to accept the fact that it happened and you have to be able to look towards moving on. You have to look on, look to move on with your life. You can't let your life end right here, right now. You can't let your life end at that accident site because it didn't. And God has other plans for you. Believe me. So please, Continue to write to me. I'm, I'm here to talk to you. I'll answer every email that you send me. But please continue to keep in touch. But remember this. You did nothing wrong. And there's absolutely positively nothing wrong with you showing your emotions. Get it out of your system. It'll make you feel much better. Take some of that weight off yourself because you're holding all that weight on yourself and you don't deserve to. There's no reason that you have to hold all this weight, all this guilt inside of you. You did nothing wrong. You're allowed to live. Remember that. And also, continue to take care of yourself. Continue with the therapist. Continue with the psychiatrist. Continue with whatever medication they give you to help you through this. That doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. That makes you proactive. There's nothing wrong with getting help from other people through this. And now, there's something else I want to I wanna add to this. Yesterday, there was a friend of mine, a Facebook friend of mine. It's not somebody I, I know that I know no face-to-face, face face, just somebody I talked to on Facebook. He was involved in an accident last night on, I think it was the Gowanus Parkway in New York. Somebody rear-ended him. And everybody's writing, you know, oh, feel better. I hope you feel better. He was in the hospital. He had whiplash and, you know, he got thrown around a little bit. Nothing, nothing major, major, but he got thrown around a little bit and he wasn't feeling really good and he was hurt. One person writes, not feel better, not I hope you feel better. He writes, get a good lawyer. Now, why? What the hell is wrong with our community? What the, with our society, I should say? What the hell is wrong with society? When do we become so litigious? Why would you, why wouldn't you wish your, wish your friend that he feels better? Why would you automatically say, go get a lawyer? You know, a car accident or an accident isn't automatically fodder for a lottery windfall. That's not how you're supposed to get rich. A lawsuit isn't supposed to make you rich. A lawsuit is supposed to make you whole. It's supposed to bring you back to where, where you were before your accident happened. I just want to remind people of that. Too many people say, well, I had an accident, so I'll fall on the ground and I'll get a lawyer. You see even the commercials on TV. There's one. There's one that drives me up a wall where there's an accident and it's a kid and his mother. His mother's being loaded on an ambulance. The first person he's calling is this 1-800-somebody or other. And they're saying, you made the right call. No, you didn't make the right call. Your mother's getting loaded on an ambulance. You don't know what's wrong with her, but you're calling a lawyer. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Like I said, an accident doesn't mean that you just won the lottery. An accident means that you're, you've been hurt, hopefully not 
bad and that you're going to get better. And if you have to go to court, if you if you can't settle it with the insurance companies, then you, you're made whole again. Oh, it just drives me up a wall. But anyway, I just wanted to share that. All right, let's move on to the next subject here. What can cause dizziness when waking up? Occasionally, waking up dizzy is usually not a cause for concern. Possible causes of regular morning dizziness can include dehydration, ear infections, low blood pressure, and medication side effects. Most people experience dizziness from time to time. According to the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders, approximately 15% of adults in the United States had a balance or dizziness problem in 2008. Dizziness presents in different ways, but it can include feeling faint or lightheaded, falling off balance or disoriented, or a sensation of spinning. Dizziness is often short-lived and may, may not always have obvious causes. However, regularly waking up dizzy may be a symptom of an underlying condition. In this article, we're going to discuss possible causes of waking up dizzy, prevention tips, and when to see a doctor. Number one, dehydration. People who are dehydrated during the night can sometimes wake up feeling dizzy. Other signs of dehydration include feeling thirsty, fatigue, headaches, dry mouth and lips. Reasons for waking up dehydrated can include not drinking enough fluids during the day, sleeping in a hot environment, excessive alcohol consumption, illnesses that cause vomiting or diarrhea, taking medications that cause a person to urinate more, drinking too much caffeinated beverages which make a person urinate more. Low blood pressure is another one. Low blood pressure or hypertension can cause dizziness in some people. Blood pressure can also, can also suddenly fall when a person changes from a lying or sitting position to a standing position. For example, when they get out of bed. This sudden drop in blood pressure is called postural or orthostatic hypertension. Symptoms of postural hypertension can include dizziness, feeling lightheaded, blurred vision, fainting, and falls. Low blood pressure can sometimes be a symptom of another condition such as Parkinson's disease or Addison's disease. Prolonged bed rest and certain medications such as beta blockers can also cause low blood pressure. People who experience postural hypertension standing up or getting out of bed slowly and gradually can help prevent the dizziness or fainting. Wearing compression stockings during the day may also help some of these people. If medication is causing low blood pressure, a doctor may recommend changing the dosage or switching to another drug. Treating any underlying condition can also help prevent symptoms of low blood pressure. Another problem could be low blood sugar. Early morning dizziness can be a symptom of low blood sugar or hypoglycemia. Low blood sugar is more common in people with diabetes, particularly those who take insulin, than in those without this condition. In people with diabetes, causes of low blood sugar can include taking too much insulin or other diabetic medications, skipping meals or eating too little, intense physical activity, excessive alcohol consumption. Symptoms of low blood sugar can include shakiness or trembling, headaches, fatigue, blurred vision, difficulty concentrating or confusion, excessive sweating. However, anyone can experience low blood sugar. There may or may not always be obvious causes. People who regularly experience symptoms of low blood sugar should go see their doctor.
Another possible cause is labyrinthitis. Labyrinthitis is a viral or bacterial infection in the inner ear that can lead to dizziness. The infection causes inflammation in the delicate structures of the inner ear or labyrinth, which play an important role in maintaining a person's balance. Labyrinthitis can sometimes make it difficult for a person to stand up or stay upright, particularly when getting out of bed. Other symptoms of labyrinthitis can include ear pain, headaches, a ringing or humming in the ear, blurred or double vision, nausea, or vomiting. Labyrinthitis is most commonly due to a viral infection and often occurs following a cold or the flu. Treatment typically involves rest and drinking plenty of fluids. For people with more severe symptoms, a doctor may recommend medications to reduce dizziness and nausea. They may also prescribe an antibiotic if the cause is bacterial infection. Another cause may be medications. Some medications can cause dizziness as a side effect. These medications include certain antibiotics, diuretics, opioid-based pain relievers, antiepileptics, immunosuppressant drugs, antidepressants, antipsychotics, and antiretroviral medications. A person should speak to their doctor if they are taking medication that they think is causing morning dizziness. The doctor may recommend changing the dosage or switching to a different treatment altogether. Another cause might be obstructive sleep apnea or OSA. OSA is a sleep disorder that sometimes causes morning dizziness. OSA occurs when the person's breathing becomes repeatedly interrupted or blocked during sleep. These interruptions disrupt sleep and can affect oxygen levels in the blood. Other symptoms of OSA can include loud snoring or gasping while sleeping, needing to urinate more frequently during the night, dry mouth and headache in the morning, concentration and memory difficulties, and excess fatigue during the day. In the long term, OSA may increase a person's risk of developing several chronic conditions such as heart problems, diabetes, and asthma. People with the symptoms of OSA should see a doctor for evaluation. Depending on the underlying cause of the person's OSA, Treatment options may include lifestyle interventions, wearing breathing devices at night, and possibly surgery. Prevention. Some lifestyle interventions may help prevent or reduce morning dizziness. These include drinking plenty of fluids to stay hydrated, quitting smoking, reducing alcohol intake, eating a balanced and healthful diet, avoiding caffeinated beverages in the evening, getting enough sleep, doing regular exercises, and reducing and managing stress. Now you're asking, when should I see a doctor? People who occasionally wake up dizzy are unlikely to need a doctor or medical care. However, people who regularly experience dizziness in the mornings should see a doctor. It's also important to consult a doctor if other concerning symptoms accompany the dizziness. A person should seek immediate medical attention if dizziness occurs along with chest pain, a rapid heart rate, or severe headache. Now, me personally, okay, and this is just my advice, we're disabled. We have enough problems. If you're waking up and you're dizzy and you can't figure out why you don't you don't see any of these these things that, that I mentioned here as being reasons, I would call my doctor right away. All right. Be proactive with your health. Take it take it by the take the bull by the horns and be proactive with it. You know what I mean? Don't wait for something to happen. We already have enough problems. 
All right, that report came from Medical News Today, and that was pretty informative, right? Now we're going to take a bit of a break, and on the other side, we're going to look at a report from Lifehacker on the malware-laden apps that can affect your Android devices right now. So you're not going to want to miss that. All right, we'll be back in 30 seconds. A mere shake of a lamb's tail, if you will. See you on the other side. An Apple Today is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find connections to our private chat board, our private chat rooms. You're also going to find that we're sponsored now by As Seen on TV. And there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out. So you get a minute, go over there, check out www.famousapple.com. Tell your friends about us. But don't go until we finish the conversation. Let's get back to it. And we're back. I told you that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. 30 seconds. Hey, I got a pretty interesting report here from Life Hackers. And the title of it is Delete These Malware Laden Apps from Your Android Right Now. It's by Micah Epstein. And it reads. Digital security researchers have discovered previously unknown types of ad-serving malware in more than 200 Android apps, some of which have been downloaded by millions of users. The adware, which security firm Checkpoint calls SimBad, that's S-I-M-B-A-D, creates a backdoor and allows its creator to install additional programs, according to TechCrunch. The firm notified Google of vulnerability, and the apps have all been pulled from the Google Play Store. It's still on us, however, to delete these apps from our phones. Checkpoint has published a list of apps, which include the names, file names, and the number of installs for each of these infected apps. While the infected apps run the gamut from random phone utilities to camera after effects, most of the affected apps seem to be games. Of the top 14 most popular apps, each of which was downloaded at least 5 million times, 13 of games. They are Snow Heavy Excavator Simulator, Hoverboard Racing, Real Tractor Farming Simulator, Ambulance Rescue Driving, Heavy Mountain Bus Simulator 2018, Fire Truck Emergency Driver, Farming Tractor Real Harvest Simulator, Car Parking Challenge, Speedboat Jet Ski Racing, Water Surfing Car Stunt, Off-Road Wood Transport Truck Driver 2018, Volumen Booster and Equalizer, Prado Parking Adventures, and Oil Tanker Transport Truck Driver. If you find you've downloaded any of these apps, restart your phone in safe mode. The step-by-step process of rebooting to safe mode varies by model, but the most common way is to long press the on-screen power off option that appears when you push the physical power button. Once in the safe mode, go to settings menu and tap apps to find the list of every app installed on your phone. Delete the infected app and check for any other apps that you don't recognize. Malware often hides by removing itself from your home screen 
So there's an app with a name or icon that you don't know that may have been installed through the back door. Regardless of whether or not you've downloaded any of these apps, it's also not a bad idea to download some virus scanning software to help make sure your phone is secure. So there you have it. We're talking about our health, our physical health, and the health of our devices. We're covering it all today. I want to let you know this Tuesday, that's right, this Tuesday coming up, we have got a good a good show coming up for you. We're going to do a, an apple slice, an apple fritter on Tuesday. Let me ask you something. How many times have you been told when it comes to sex? <laughs> Not tonight, I have a headache. Whether you're a girl, a guy, or Anything in between. Not tonight. I have a headache. Have you ever have you ever heard of a headache during sex? We got a study that we're gonna go over on Tuesday about orgasm headaches. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's the name of the study. Orgasm headaches. So you're not gonna want to miss that. This is a good study. This is gonna be very informative. So We'll go over that on Tuesday. We'll do a little apple fritter on Tuesday, okay? Hey, thank you very much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. I want you to remember, always remember, things can always be worse. No matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody wishing that they were in your position. So remember, you're not at rock bottom. Remember that. Okay, my friends, thank you very much for stopping by. You've been listening to An Apple a Day, and I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.